Well, uh, Research Co., a polling firm, uh, polled British Columbians about what their next uh, purchase may be when it comes to a vehicle. And most drivers in Metro Vancouver, about 58% continue to believe that their next car will be electric. Now, many people are skeptical skeptical of the government uh, hitting their 2035 target of uh, eliminating all fossil fuel, fossil fuel vehicles. Uh, they think 2035 may be a bit too fast. But what's interesting here is that most drivers in Metro Vancouver, 58%, as I said, continue you believe their next car will be electric. You focus on northern Vancouver Island, where things, of course, temperatures get a little um, chillier and can be a colder. Only 42% believe their next vehicle vehicle will be an EV. Uh, here's uh, Mario Conseco from Research Co. speaking to colleague Jill Bennett earlier today. Take a listen. And we do see these differences, particularly when it comes to uh, whether your next purchase is going to be electric. If you live in Metro Vancouver, 58% of drivers say, yes, I can see myself driving an, an, an electric vehicle uh, when, when I get my next one. Fraser Valley at 49%. But you look at all the regions of the province and the numbers drop dramatically. Southern BC at 48%, Vancouver Island at 45%, and Northern BC at 42%. Now, bear in mind that this is something that is happening by 2035. So there's not a lot of time left. And a lot of these concerns are definitely related to the size of the areas where you drive. If you're in Metro Vancouver, you're going to be surrounded by those charging stations and are not going to worry that much. But what we see right now is a a heightened level of concern about the infrastructure that is going to be required, particularly in the north, to make sure that this actually makes sense. Not just infrastructure, but it's also uh, cold temperatures and the impact on a uh, electric vehicle, the battery itself. Uh, we've been hearing about that over the last few days as this Arctic uh, front has been just pummeling North America. Uh, temperatures in the city of Chicago hit about uh, oh, minus 23 degrees Celsius. There, a lot of Tesla users we're running into dead batteries or having difficulty charging up their Teslas. Here's Fox 32's report on the story regarding Teslas not charging up. Nothing, no juice, it's still on 0%. And this is like three hours this morning being out here after being out here eight hours yesterday. Tyree Beard was among the dozens of Tesla owners trying desperately to power up their cars at this Tesla supercharging station in Oak Brook. A scene mirrored with long lines and abandoned cars at scores of other charging stations around the Chicago area. Yeah, this is crazy. It's, it's, it's a disaster. Seriously. Just, oh, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. Dead robots. <laughs> this is your car? Yeah. But it was no laughing matter to people like Kevin Sumrak, who landed at O'Hare last night to find his Tesla dead, forcing him to hire a flatbed tow truck to try to find a working charging station. So I can get back to Indiana. But you can't find one that's charging or working? Either working or doesn't have cars sitting, um, still plugged in. You've been here since when? 5 p.m. yesterday. So 20 hours or so? Yeah, about... Tesla did not respond to any of our emails or calls, but an automobile expert we talked to says there are some things that EV owners can do when it gets this brutally cold. It's moving anyway. It's moving. Like any new technology, Dane, there's a learning curve. Mark Bielek of the Chicago Auto Trade Association says all EVs can have problems dealing with extreme cold and says it's important for drivers to hit their preconditioning button before they charge their battery. It's not plug and go. Um, You have to precondition the battery, meaning that you have to get the battery up to the optimal temperature to accept the fast charge. We have had extraordinary cold, but is this acceptable? No, not at all. I mean, premium price price for these Teslas. In Oak 
Chicago. That is a report from Fox 32 uh, News in Chicago. Joining me now is Jeremy Cato. He's an automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, reduced driving range uh, for Teslas and EVs and hours of waiting at charging stations. In the case of uh, Chicago, as I said, temperatures dipped down to minus 23 degrees Celsius. But this problem, which we just heard from that news story, uh, stretched all the way to, uh, from Chicago to northern Texas. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jess. Good to hear you. Hi. Um, does this surprise you? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, batteries are, are devices that store energy and, and distribute it based on chemical reactions. And when you make something really cold, you change the chemistry simply by slowing it down. Think of all, you remember your high school chemistry class? I'm sure you do, Jazz, where, you know, the little atoms and the molecules are all bouncing around in that video you fell asleep in. And, um, you know, that's what's happening here. You're changing the chemical reaction of, uh, of how batteries work. And it doesn't matter whether it's a lithium-ion battery or a nickel metal hydrate battery, which was your normal car battery. Um, it, they're just going to slow down. So, one of the things in your report there that's really important, if you have an EV and you have a pre-charging function in it, make sure you pre-charge it before you try and run run with it. So that, that preconditioning they were talking about, I was yeah. reading somewhere, you, yeah. you sometimes need half an hour to warm the battery so it's ready to actually charge. Yes. Now, if, if you're like most of the people that own EVs in, in, in Canada and the United States and in Europe, um, you probably have a garage or at least you have a carport, so you'll have some advantage uh, related to that. If you have a warm garage, it'll take you less time to precondition the battery. So in this kind of weather, if you have a garage, put your, put your car in there and, uh, let it, uh, and shorten the preconditioning period. I see. So, now, so there's literally a button on a Tesla where, uh, on the screen where you can hit precondition then? Yes, yeah. And, and lots, lots of other vehicles have it. But listen, in this kind of weather we have now, you're, you're typically going to lose 20 to 40 percent of the normal, ideal driving range. Um, so if your range is, um, you know, 500 kilometers, you're going to lose oh, somewhere between two to three, 250, 200 to 250 kilometers. Uh, of your range. Um, so, you know, you got to plan for that. You have to plan for your charging. You'll need to change your, your charging ideas that you might've been living with in better weather. And, um, you, you know, th- th- this is just the type of thing you have to deal with. And keep in mind too, we're all human. And in this kind of weather, we turn on our heaters, our seat heaters, our steering wheel heaters, the defroster, the rear defroster, and all these things chew up energy. And so, again, if you want to extend your range a little bit, don't use your heater so aggressively. Don't, you know, uh, turn off those seat heaters once you're nice and cozy in your car. And do they see these problems in countries like Norway where there's even greater pickup in regards to the purchase and use of EVs? That's a cold country. Yeah, yeah, they do. This is a universal problem. It, you know, it's chemistry, you know, and chemistry and and of course, the way we use our vehicles. I mean, you know, any any battery is a chemical device, and it, it relies on chemical reactions to provide the energy uh, that's going into it. But there is a plus to this, Jess. Do you want to know what the plus is? What is the plus? <laughs> well, <laughs> most EVs have their batteries in the floor of the vehicle, which lowers your center of gravity, 
and increases your traction. So in weather like we're having here in the lower mainland today, mm-hmm. most people will have much better cold weather traction. It means they're going to be able to drive a little bit uh, in more, uh, more control. Their, their tires will stick to the road a little bit better because you've got that low center of gravity. And, of course, batteries are big and heavy. I mean, if you're driving uh, a Ford F-150 Lightning pickup, your battery is about the size of, of a small car. So you're putting all that weight very low in the vehicle. So if there's one plus, this battery electric cars will have better, all things being equal, cold weather traction than a gasoline um, or even a hybrid. And I guess also when you think about the broader uh, history of electric vehicles, uh, 10 years from now, this won't be an issue. There will be some sort of technology that we use, I'm sure, even five years from now. These are the early stages of EVs that we should be you know, dealing with this issue and also the broader concerns that those who live in cold weather climates that there will be a better range year after year. Well, absolutely. First of all, battery technology is getting better and better every year, and it is getting cheaper and cheaper every year. So that's number one. Number two, the more you live with your battery electric vehicle, the more you adapt to the various driving circumstances. I mean, gasoline cars, normal old gasoline or diesel vehicles, they perform a lot differently in cold weather, too. I mean, I, I lived a long time in Alberta, and, you know, I plugged my car in every night because... In Edmonton, it was not unusual to have 30 or 40 days in a row that were minus 25 or minus 30. So you plug it in. So we'll learn how to adapt to the, and then the, uh, to drive vehicles. At the same time, the technology will get better and better, and manufacturers will introduce uh, more energy-saving measures. It, for example, making all electric vehicles, equipping them with heat pumps uh, rather than trying to uh, use other forms of warming and cooling for mm-hmm. the vehicle. So if you're another tip is one of the differentiators in the electric vehicle market that I would suggest is don't buy an EV that doesn't come with a heat pump. Oh, interesting. And I also, I mean, your your advice to me from day one since we've been talking to each other on this show is if, if you're not comfortable, get yourself a hybrid and the, the technology is going to continue to move with EVs and you've recommended for a while. Also a hybrid, is, it doesn't hurt either. Oh, yes. And one other thing, I did a little bit of research to find out which would be the best winter range vehicles amongst EV cars. Mm-hmm. Dollar for dollar, dollar, the research that I found finds that one of the cheapest EVs on the market loses the most, is the most efficient in cold weather range. And that's the Hyundai Kona, which is, um, you know, low 40s to buy one of those. Mm. So... Not too bad. You know, again, it's the kind of thing where, okay, I'm not buying a less expensive EV, but in a cold weather climate like, well, Canada, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, maybe this is a vehicle that I should consider again rather than say, oh, a Tesla Model S, which is one of the worst in cold weather for cold weather range. Well, Jeremy, as always, enjoy our conversation. I just found the story so interesting. I made the New York Times today and many local newscasts across North America. So I was uh, wanted to chat with you about it. Thanks for your time once again. Always a pleasure. 